check out AMI original podcasts by using your favorite podcasting platform. Just look for the show when you get to your favorite podcast platform and we would appreciate a like, a share, a subscribe. Also, some of our podcasts have been released as video podcasts on YouTube. So check them out also. Uh, we talked about Tripping on Air a couple of weeks ago. That's available, an AMI original and video podcast. Also, The Neutral Zone, releasing on Tuesdays, is available on YouTube also. So tons of things to check out on demand um, via audio or video. I'm Ramia Amudin here with Danielle McLaughlin, and you're listening to Kelly and Company. It's time to check in with one of our community reporters, Kim Kilpatrick, who will join us now with news from Ottawa, Ontario. Hello, Kim. Hello, ladies. How are you? Doing We're good. good. Nice to hear your voice. Yeah. And you've got lots nice of interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's Ladies Day again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always. Yes, that's good. <laughs> it is very good. <laughs> Always. <laughs> uh, I, I'd love to yeah. hear about the upcoming workshop through uh, Braille Literacy Canada about advocating for Braille. Can you tell us something about what's happening there? Yeah, so this came up, the last two AGMs that, that Braille Literacy Canada BLC had, people asked that question is, how do we advocate for Braille? So how do people advocate for um, Braille um, documents, so bank statements or credit card statements? And if they get it in kind of Braille that isn't good for them or, you know, not the right Braille or not the right contracted or uncontracted or if there's lots of mistakes in it what do they do you know what do they do because the company would say well i don't know you know just printed this so how do you advocate for that how do you advocate for braille signage or you know other things to do with braille and since people asked several times you know like people kept saying i just don't know you know where do i go how do i do it um so we pulled together a panel of people to talk about this and it's on saturday october the 22nd um, and it is at 1 p.m. Eastern, and uh, it's for an hour and a half, so 1 p.m. Eastern, so whatever time's on, you're in 10 a.m. Pacific. And there's going to be a panel of people to talk about this. So someone that's blind and uses Braille but also works for one of the Braille producers in Canada to talk about that side of it, and then other people to talk about you know their experiences and what they think are good ways to advocate for Braille. And so I think it's it's really good because people do keep asking about it and talk, wondering how can they get these things and what is available in Braille and how do you get it. Uh, so you can register or find out more by going to BrailleLiteracyCanada.ca and so you're going to have to register for that workshop. Um, if you want to find out more, you can also email info at blc lbc.ca to find out more about it but i'm really excited about it um you know i think it's it's a great it's going to be a great workshop and i get to sort of host the panel so i'm excited about that but is this is this in person or is this online no sorry it's over zoom over zoom Zoom. yeah no no we're not doing in person yet and and especially you know when you think about some of the like specialized groups like BLC, you know, people come from across Canada. So you get more people actually since it's oh, gone absolutely. over to Zoom than, mm-hmm. you know, any yeah. in-person thing. So, 
Yeah, so it, it's over Zoom. So anyone, uh, anyone can find out more about that. I I think it'll be really good. I hope. That's great. Yeah. Well, the advocacy piece is so important. Um, we continue having conversations about Braille on different levels and different angles. So it's uh, great that you're facilitating too, a huge advocate of Braille. Can you give us some updates, Kim, on the Ottawa Public Library? Yeah, so we did recently had a presentation from someone at the Ottawa Public Library. And I think we forget all of the things that public libraries can give us. We think about the books that are available, but there were many things I didn't know, and I, I just sort of want to highlight a, a few things. One is that the homebound service, so homebound services, you can get them if you use even their accessible books, like their talking books or other things, and you can get them for a short period. So if you fell and broke your ankle or something and you couldn't get out to your library, you have to use it for at least three months. But, you know, you could say, I, I need this now. I need homebound, you know, services for me. And even if, if you read print books or talking books or whatever you're using materials from there, you can register for that. And also some people with disabilities register for that in the winter when it's harder for them to get out. And then in the summer, they cancel it and go back to the library. So I didn't actually know. I knew about homebound, but I didn't know that you could do that. You could be flexible a little bit about that. And I didn't know that they have musical instruments to uh, borrow from the Ottawa Public Library. I had no idea. So you can borrow them like you could a book, and they have different ones. They said they had some stringed instruments, guitars, and the ukulele and banjo and um, a couple of keyboards and some drums and stuff like that. So you can actually borrow them like you can books, which I had no idea about that. And also... A lot of other things, too, a lot of music, you know, movies, things like that you can borrow. And so I guess our libraries, it just really struck me that our libraries have expanded so much and they have way more. They have a lot of things that we didn't know, uh, I didn't know what that they had. Um, and in Ottawa, each library is supposed to have one workstation that has uh, accessible um, software on it. So I think they're using Narrator. Uh, the built-in screen reader from Microsoft and the and the Zoom services like loaded onto one of their workstations so that you could go and you could say, you know, can I use this uh, computer? And they do have printing services available and things like that. So there were things I just had no idea, you know, and, and I thought, oh, I think, I think we should tell people about this because I really had no idea how broad library services have gotten mm -hmm. to and and maybe you two know about that but I just I'd forgotten you know I I'd forgotten I didn't know about the instruments and I didn't know about the flexibility of homebound services but um and you can through Ottawa Public Library you can get uh, a special card like an accessibility card that allows you to borrow books for a longer period so instead of three weeks or I think it's double six weeks um and they can also help you get registered with SELA you know, and get connected with, with that as well. But it was just amazing to me, you know, what, what's around, what's available in the library. So I thought I it would be I think the library is to, uh, just one of the best it. places in the whole world. You, uh, mm -hmm. Some libraries even have tools you can borrow, like, you know, hammers and saws and wrenches and some oh. electric uh, tools, like, you know, table saws and things like that. And uh, wow. the instruments are great. I mean, can you imagine, you know, it's, if uh, somebody has um, borrowed a, a drum set and, and their family secretly takes it 
back to the library because they can't take it anymore. <laughs> but, but you know, like I've I've thought of taking music lessons on an instrument that I didn't have before, right? I think, yeah. oh, I'd love to study, you know, whatever. And I don't want to buy it because I want to try it, right? So maybe I I borrow it for the six weeks or whatever, and I go to have a couple lessons to see. Oh yeah, I yeah. do really like this. I do really like it. Um, and then and then you could then. Uh, you could then buy your own or rent your own or something else. So I thought that was really a pretty ingenious way, but you're right. Maybe family members <laughs> would take something back. Yeah. <laughs> I know when I first started playing clarinet, my family members said that was not oh, all the squeaks and they, they, they were quite keen. They would yeah, have taken yeah. it back if they'd had the opportunity, if they, you know? That's, yeah, it, it protects everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. Kim, can you tell us about the Carleton Dominion Chalmers Center? Yeah, so this used to be a church. It still is a church, and it used to just be called Dominion Chalmers uh, Church. And they did host a lot of concerts from some of the summer festivals in that church. And it is really nice acoustics. It's a nice church right downtown. It's only a few blocks from me. And I know they were still hosting it, but it was uh, they were hosting a lot of concerts there. But I also knew that Carleton University actually bought the building and so they were starting to use it as well for other things and I went on there out of curiosity because I was looking up a concert I wanted to go to and I found they have millions of events at the church so they have um, concerts by several sort of chamber music groups and little small sort of groups music groups but I found they also have a lot of lectures and things from Carlton they have like sort of continuing ed type lectures. They had all kinds of different types of music. They and on the website, uh, which I have given you, they uh, they're called Carlton Dominion Chalmers Center now, and the website is carlton.ca/cdcc and then events is where you find them. And, but there were events almost every day, and it was amazing to me that they, they have made such a good use of this space. It has really great acoustics. It's very accessible. Um, I mean, it, you know, it's an old church, so there are stairs and stuff, but, but there are alternative uh, accessible ways to get into there. And, of course, in the summer when it's really hot and there's all the outdoor festivals, it is air-conditioned, so people go, oh, I wonder what's on there, and they'll, they'll go over there. You know, <laughs> That's to, very important. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and you've given us the amazing. information on how to yeah, uh, find yeah. out about individual events uh, and specific event information on their website. Absolutely, and they had That's some great. candlelight kind of concerts. They had all kinds oh. of things over there. So, Well, thank you so much, Kim. It's lovely talking with you again. Thank you, ladies. Have a great Ta month. You too. You too. Kim Kilpatrick is our community reporter in Ottawa, Ontario. And remember to check out our blog at ami.ca slash kellyco for all the information from today's community report. I think at one point I was just going to libraries for everything but books, you know, listening to music. <laughs> they had story time and arts and craft oh, yeah. corners and all of these different things. But the books weren't accessible to me. So uh, aside from the books, there were so many other reasons to go to the library. And sometimes it's just to get away from your loud family. It's so quiet. Oh, there. yes. <laughs> I love the library. <laughs>
<laughs> oh man, awesome. Well, we have a whole nother hour of Kelly and Company, which includes accessible gaming. We're talking Uno with Debbie Williams. Also, a roundtable conversation to come because it's a Thursday. Huli McLaughlin, former chief science officer with the Ontario Science Center, is joining us. And it's the Thursday Buzz with Bill Shackleton. That's after the break here on Kelly and Company.